dealing with sin in the church. Good morning, Christian America. That is what we're going to talk about today. This podcast is an important podcast. This message, this portion of scripture, these commandments, these ideas that Jesus tells us today are important. They're so important that everyone needs to listen. It has to deal with sin, but also what it has to deal with. It has to deal with our reaction to sin. What happens when we see it, especially what happens when we see it in the church. The people that are supposed to be upholding the standard, the people that are supposed to be living by that higher standard, us believers, believers in Christ who seek him out and put him first in our lives. What happens when we see sin amongst the church, amongst the believers? What are we supposed to be doing? How are we supposed to be acting? Let's talk about it this sadness. Let's talk about it this Friday as we get ready to go into the weekend. You're going to want to hear this. It's a good conversation. People need to listen. People need to learn. It'll help all of us interact with one another, especially within the church. Good morning, Christian America. Okay, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and the Christian American T-shirt company coming to you on another Friday as we get ready to focus on our weekend, focus on our families, focus on those whom we have the most influence over, focus on our communities, focus on our society, focus on our country. It's important that we take the knowledge of Scripture, that we take God's Word forward out into the world to make believers of all nations, to do the work that Christ has laid out in advance for us. We are the Christian American community. If we don't set the example, if we don't uphold the standard, if we don't live our lives like God commands us to, then how are we supposed to influence others? How are we supposed to bring others into the faith? How are we supposed to reach out in a loving, caring, compassionate way? Uh, How are we supposed to be the light of the world? How are we supposed to be the salt of the earth? How are we supposed to be that standard bearer? Although as, as, as failing and as uh, fraught as we are with sin, we are still commanded to go out there to live our lives in accordance with the commands that God gave us. We are called to make believers of all nations. We are called to repent for the sins that we inevitably and eventually are going to, uh, are going to take part in that we do every single day. You and I know that real Christians. None of us are perfect. We are just as uh, failed and as uh, continue to fail just as often as anyone else. The difference here is that we put faith in Christ. The, The difference is that we believe that Jesus came down from heaven. He has sacrificed himself for us, for our sins, for all the faults that we commit, that all the faults that we have committed and all the faults that we will commit, that he has atoned for our sins. We are drenched in the blood that is from Jesus Christ, that his sacrifice has taken on uh, and opened up the gates of heaven for us. We are the Christian American community. That means Christ and and the belief in Christ unite us together. We are not separated by other nonsense, especially the immutable characteristics that this world, that this country would have us believe matter like skin tone and race or gender or any of that nonsense. What really matters is your choice, my choice, our choice to live by the standard that God calls us to, to believe that Jesus Christ came to, uh, came to this earth and sacrificed himself for us that is what's important. That is what sets us apart. And it's the standard in which we live and the standard in which we judge and the standard in which we hold ourselves accountable more than others that we will be judged by. 
It is in that conversation that we come to you today as every Friday when we continue down our journey through the New Testament. Today, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk through uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, where Jesus is talking about dealing with sin in the church, dealing with sin in the church. So if you get your Bibles and you turn to Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 18, verse 15, we're going to start with the scriptures text and we're going to read it verbatim so that there's no if ands or buts or mistakes about what's being said here what are the words that jesus is talking about and then we'll talk about what we're doing in our lives and if we're uh, uh, if we're leading the lives that we're supposed to if we are upholding the standard that jesus christ talks about today because it's important that we in, we need to understand what christ is saying it's important especially today with everybody out here trying to subvert scripture that you hear exactly what scripture says that you understand the words that jesus is saying the example that he is setting that way you cannot be duped you cannot be led astray you cannot be bamboozled by these uh various organizations these various entities these various people and false teachers that are out there spinning scripture because we aren't aren't as educated or as knowledgeable as we should be in scripture so today when we talk uh when we talk through this i'd like to catch you up on where we are where we are in matthew chapter 18 is jesus is giving his disciples a lesson he is teaching them he is telling them he's talking about being lost sheep he's talking about how to how to care for one another previous to this he's talked about how to judge and how you shouldn't the measure in which you're judged you will also be judged And so all these things are going on, and he's given this lesson. So that is whom Jesus is talking to in this passage. So if you turn to your Bibles, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, dealing with sin in the church, it says, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. If they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. So here here is Jesus giving these instructions on how to deal with sin amongst believers. Now, quite often in 2019 and 2020 now we are in 2020 quite often in 2020 we are quick to point out someone's faults we are quick to find fault elsewhere we are quick to uh try to pull the twig out of other people's eye our brother's eye meanwhile we have a beam in our own eye that christ talks about in matthew chapter 5 or uh, matthew chapter 6 But in this passage, he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to the people, the leaders, the elders in the church that are going to come, that that are the the leaders to come. He's the leader currently, but he knows that he's going to be going away. He knows he's going to be resurrected. And these men are going to be left 
to run the church, to run the beginnings of the faith. And he's telling them how to solve these problems of things, of, of disagreements with, between one another. And what he says is that when you see someone sinning, he does not to just let it go. He doesn't say to pass it on by. He doesn't say to rationalize it or to justify it or to ignore it. He says to go and point their fault. Go and point out their fault. Just between the two of you. And so here we go. This is the first, the, 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 the first and second parts of this. So one, when you recognize it, you go to that person and you point out their fault. Just between the two of you. That doesn't mean you blast it on Facebook. That doesn't mean you blast it on Twitter. It doesn't mean that you talk about it to other people behind that person's back. It doesn't mean you make a big deal out of it. It doesn't mean that you, you put them on blast in front of their family or friends or maybe your family and your friends. Doesn't, he doesn't say to ignore it. He says to point it out. And he says to point it out just between the two of you. Now, most problems, I would tell you, in my experience, most, most problems will be solved right then and there. If you see your brother sinning, if you see your sister sinning, if you go to them and you pull them aside and say, hey, I notice what you're doing here. And it's not right. You're failing here or you're bothering someone here or you're causing problems here. Chances are you can solve that on a one-on-one -on -one basis and there won't be a, a bigger issue. But if there is, Jesus tells you what to do next. He says, but they, if they will not listen, take one or two others along. So now you bring in a few other people. You pull them aside and say, look, not only am I seeing this problem, but John and Jane here also see this problem. And we love you. We care for you. We want to see you succeed. We don't want to see you go down this dark path. We don't want to see you fail. We don't want to see you uh, in, the, in, in a bad way. And you let John and Jane have their, in, uh, their, their talk, their intervention as well. And maybe you win them over. If you can't win them over one-on-one, -on -one, you can't win them over with a group of friends, a few people that love that person, then you got to escalate it. Jesus said you take them to the church, especially when they're in the church. That's the title of this passage, dealing with sin in the church. Dealing with sin with people that aren't in the church is a whole different, it's, it's a whole different thing. But these are people that are supposed to be in the church. These are the people that are supposed to be believers. These are people that are supposed to be elders. These are people that are supposed to be the example by which we, we set on this earth. We, these are the people that are supposed to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And if these people are not listening to you, if they're not humble enough to understand your concerns and the, the concerns of the community and then rectify their behavior... You need to bring it to the church. You need to bring it out in the open. You need to make them understand that this is a big deal. That you can't stand in front of people and be the standard bearer. Meanwhile, 
you're doing this dirt on the side. Meanwhile, you're cheating on your spouse. Meanwhile, you're stealing money at work. Meanwhile, you're doing the things that you're not supposed to be doing. You can't you can't do that because you jeopardize the sanctity of the church. You jeopardize the reputation of all of us. You jeopardize the standing in the community of all of us. You represent the Christian American community. I represent the Christian American community. If you were to see me in person doing dirt, cheating on my spouse, uh, stealing money from my job, cussing out people, being rude, cutting them off in traffic, sticking the finger. If you would to see me do that, I'm a representation. I'm a representative of our community. It makes everyone look bad. That's why you bring it to the church. And then Jesus finally says, if they don't listen to the church and they're supposed to be believers in the church, this is a, a an elder in the church. If they don't listen to the church after you, everyone has come in into the into this circle and explain to this person that they're doing dirt, that they're doing wrong. They need to correct themselves. They need to repent. They need to pray on it. And they need to recti recti uh, rectify themselves with the Lord. Then you got to cast them out. That doesn't mean you don't love them. That doesn't mean you don't have compassion for them. It doesn't mean you don't have sympathy and empathy for them. It doesn't mean that they're bad people, but you have to set the ground rules. You have to set a line by which cannot be crossed. You can accept them back once they've given up their dirt, their, their dirty deeds. Once they've accepted their wrongdoings and they've repented. Once they've uh, humbled themselves, not before us, but before God. And he's telling the people, the, the, the leaders, the soon-to-be leaders of the church, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. That means the leaders in the church have the ability to bring people together and have the ability to encourage people to live a better life. And when you cast them out of the church, then they're cast out in heaven. That's a, that's a harsh reality, but reality it is. Jesus goes on to say truly again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything that they ask for, they being the followers, so again, talking to the leaders, that they ask for, it will be done by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is why Scripture is so important. This is why, this is why the understanding of Scripture is so important. Because we need to understand, we should understand, we should have knowledge and of what Jesus is saying. And if we don't, someone else will could skew this passage and tell you that you can't that all they're going to do is they're going to take out you should uh cast them from the church that, that if they don't listen to the church treat them as a pagan or a tax collector and they just treat them like a like a pagan or tax collector so when you disagree with that person that person would then tell his community tell his congregation tell his church to just cast them out but that's not what jesus says that's not where you start the conversation. No, sir, you start the conversation one-on-one. -on -one. You escalate the conversation with the few of us in the, com in the community. And then after a series of steps, do you then 
take it that far. At the same time, another set of individuals will take a portion of this scripture and say that it that you shouldn't judge people or that you should uh, it's not your place to confront people because of other passages in the book of Matthew. This is Jesus talking directly to the leaders in the community, the leaders in the church. And he says, if you see your brother or sister sin, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. And he says to escalate this. So neither extreme is correct. Far too often we box in our Lord. We say he's either all compassionate or he's all condemnation. You either judge everyone or you judge no one. And neither of those is correct. There's a process that Jesus is laying out in which you recognize failure, you recognize sin, you address it directly, one-on-one, without embarrassment, without putting someone's back against the wall. Give them a chance to recognize their failures. Bring in two or three people. Address it again. Give them a chance to recognize it and correct themselves. Bring in the church and the community Give them another chance to rectify their situation. If they can't, and then if they can't, or if they won't, if they refuse, then you treat them like a tax collector or a pagan. You excommunicate them. You, 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 you move them out of the church, not forever, but until they fix themselves. Until they humble themselves enough to get back right with God. Hopefully, we take this lesson to heart because there's a lot of people in the Christian American community, there's a lot of people out there that would just love to excommunicate everyone, that are big on condemnation, that always seek the twig in someone else's eye. And it's just not right. And at the same time, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to talk about sin. They, don't, they, they say, why can't we just let people be who they are? Quote, unquote, who they are. I want people to be who God made them to be. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you, as always, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees, all one word, dot com. Pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. Uh, if you want to continue to be, I'm asking you to continue to be a uh, voice in the Christian American community. Continue the Christian American dialogue by liking us, sharing us, following us, tweeting us, DMing us, subscribing to us on all the social media platforms, all the podcast uh, uh, channels. YouTube.com. Subscribe to the podcast uh, by searching Good Morning Christian America and hitting the bell to be notified. That way, when a new podcast uh, is released, you get a notification. You don't miss that. Uh, And as always, until we see each other next week, you guys, stay on fire for Christ. Be blessed. Good morning, Christian America.